0: Villa's Grace Church, building relationships that make followers of Jesus. Know, grow, go, to know Him, to grow in Him, to go with Him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we appreciate those who you have brought here to Villa's Grace We appreciate everybody participating in our worship. As we sing songs proclaiming your name, bringing you honor and glory, as we hear your word proclaimed, bringing you honor and glory, Lord, I pray that we allow your spirit to convict us of your truth so we can learn to follow you better each and every day. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ who makes it possible. Amen. Well, allow me to introduce you to Bob here. As you can see, Bob is enjoying his time away from the office. He has closed his eyes while basking in the sun, and in a short while, Bob is going to open up his eyes. And when Bob opens his eyes, he's going to realize that he has drifted far, far away from the shoreline. The problem with Bob drifting far away from the shoreline is the fact that Bob really doesn't swim too well. And when Bob realizes that when he puts his foot down and he doesn't touch sand, he's going to have some problems. Because he's in a position now to where he doesn't see the shoreline, but Bob wants to see the shoreline because Bob doesn't swim so well. And because he doesn't swim so well, he understands that the shoreline and being able to touch the bottom is his protection a safety net. Brothers and sisters, the drift in our lives is just as subtle. One minute we think we're taking some time off of work from whatever it is that we're relaxing from, we close our eyes and the next thing we know we've drifted. We drift one thought at a time, we Drift one decision at a time, we drift with one doubt at a time, and it's our adversary, the devil, aka Satan himself, who assists in our drifting. Joe Stowell says this, I'm just going to read it verbatim. He writes, Our adversary is delighted to help our rafts drift from the protection and presence of God by casting doubt on God's goodness to us. If you sense that your life has been set adrift, that God is not as close and precious as He used to be, then you may have just been in the riptide of an old trick of the enemy of your soul. The same trick He used to sever Eve's heart from the joy of her relationship with her Creator. Brothers and sisters, this is the same trick. It's really the same lie. And this brings us to the title of our sermon this morning. And that title is this, Same Lie, Different Day. Same Lie, Different Day. Today we're going to be in Galatians, or excuse me, Genesis. I don't know why I wanted to say Galatians, but we are going to be in Genesis this morning. What I do want to say is, we're taking a break from the book of James. We have been going through James, but this Sunday we're going to just take a one Sunday break from the book of James, and we're going to look at Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. We're going to examine the linchpin of humanity's fall. We're going to recognize that the lie our adversary told Eve is really just the exact same lie that he tells each and every one of us here today. Now, now hold on. I need to say this really quick before you go on thinking that Satan is lying to each one of us individually. He's not. And don't think you're that special. He can't. He can't be everywhere at once. He's not in the position to know everything either all at once. But he has minions. He has those who work for him. And they tell and spew the same exact lie that he does himself. So before we continue, let's go ahead and get into God's Word and see exactly what Genesis chapter 3, verses 1-7 through 7 has for us this morning. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, As we look at these seven verses this morning, we're going to go ahead and put them into this one sentence that defines everything. And that sentence basically tells us this. It says, those who doubt God's word get exposed by their shame. Those who doubt God's word get exposed by their shame. So if you want to know why you feel shame in life, it's because you know what it's like to actually doubt God's word. Now, I'm not saying that you always doubt God's Word, but there definitely was a time in your life where you didn't do anything but doubt God and His Word. And then even coming to a saving faith in Jesus, at times we still, in sin, can doubt God. And when we do, we experience shame. But it's the same shame you experience whether or not you're saved. The bottom line, we all know what it's like to feel shame in our life. And take note of this. Shame will make a lot more sense by the time we're finished this morning. Speaking of same lie, different day, we recognize that lie right here in the beginning in verse one, where it says, God, or did God actually say, this is Satan speaking? He asked, You shall not eat of any tree in the garden? See, right there is the doubt. See, our adversaries lie is that you can actually doubt God's Word. See, Eve heard this directly from God, and right here, our adversary is getting her to doubt. See, brothers and sisters, these are the first words ever recorded of Satan actually speaking. So the very first thing recorded was a lie from him. His first words comprise a lie to get Eve to doubt God. Now, Jesus has warned us as much, and we already knew this, and I'm just going to read this for you. This comes from... John chapter 8, verse 44, where Jesus himself says, When he lies, that is Satan, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So, for a moment, let's go back to the beginning of verse 1, where it says, Now the serpent. Now, don't go making the mistake of thinking serpent as in like snake, as we think of a snake today. Think of serpent as a crafty, beautiful creature. Because after all, Eve entertained the serpent's craftiness here. And I don't know, I'm sure most of you, when you find a snake on your lanai, you're probably not going to entertain that snake for long. I mean, especially one that's going to come to you talking. So you've got to keep this in mind. Here's Eve in the garden, garden allowing this snake to come to her and she entertains him and allows this conversation to take place. Nowhere do we ever see anything in the text that leads us to believe that she was alarmed or scared or frightened whatsoever from this snake. Now, another thing we have to keep in mind in not thinking snake as we think snake, the curse placed on the snake hadn't happened yet. See, we think slithering snake... Well, there was no slithering snake until later on in chapter 3, starting in verse 14, when God actually put the curse on the snake, saying that he was going to crawl on his belly, eating dirt for the rest of his days. At this point, it's more important to note that it's Eve, okay? At this point, it is more important to note that it is Eve and not Adam that's actually being attacked, And there is a logical explanation for this. See, Eve was the weaker vessel and needed Adam's protection. Unfortunately, Adam was nowhere to be found. Brothers and sisters, how does our adversary attack our marriages today? How does he attack our marriages today? See, when the two become one flesh and the two are on the same page, it is much harder for our adversary to attack the covenant of marriage. But when we are separated, not within each other's protection, it is much easier for our adversary to attack. And then the adversary is going to attack the male and the female alike for different reasons. But let's face it. One of the biggest problems that we see in society today are homes with single parents. The crafty serpent found Eve alone and unguarded. Now, what's Eve's initial response to the serpent's lie? What is her initial response? See, she basically just repeats God's word. She says, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it, lest you, what does it say? Die. However, we all know by now that she's just repeating this truth, right? She has neither confirmed or affirmed the truth that she's actually repeating. So brothers and sisters, basically, Eve has not made God's Word the authority in her life. Because if she had, she wouldn't have allowed this talking serpent to come to her to get her to doubt what God's Word said. If God's Word would have been the authority in her life, then that doubt would have never creeped in. So that should tell us something now, shouldn't it? You should be asking yourself, Is God's word the authority in my life? See, she's already becoming a bob, bobbing on a raft with her eyes closed, drifting away from the protection of the shore. She drifted one thought at a time, she drifted one decision at a time, she drifted one doubt at a time, and it's the serpent who was assisting her in her drifting. We need to be careful because, let's face it, if we're all honest with ourselves, we drift too. We drift one thought at a time. We drift one decision at a time. We drift one thought of doubt at a time. And it's our adversary as well who assists in our drifting too, with the same lie but a different day. That same lie is the same one found in verses 4 and 5. First, we've already established that Satan questioned God's word in verse 1 when he said, did God actually say, you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? Secondly, in verse 4, he actually goes as far here to deny God's word. You will not surely die He's flat out lying to Eve. Up until this point, though, death did not even exist because Adam and Eve were created to live forever. There was no death. So what could Eve have known about death anyway? Nothing. There is the consequences of death because, see, let's face it. The consequence of sin is death. So that's what he actually denied. He denied the consequence of sin. I know I said the consequence of death, but the consequence of sin is death. And that's what he was doubting. What did we say at the outset this morning? Our whole goal here at Villa's Grace is to share the gospel, to see people come to a saving faith in Jesus, to receive eternal life, to live forever in a life outside of this life, a life that is better, than this life could ever possibly be. That's the lie Satan's starting with in the garden, and that's the same lie we're dealing with today, that that doesn't exist. Oh, you're not going to die. You're going to live forever. No. We know as believers, we only live forever if we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, if we've repented from our sin and accepted the fact that we have received faith, which is grace, we have received God's grace, which leads to our faith in Him and His work. Making God a liar about the consequence of sin will not end well for our adversary. But thirdly, Satan lies about God's Word. Flat out. And the conversation could look just like this. He could just be sitting there with Eve saying, Oh, Eve, no, 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 see, see, see. God doesn't want you to be like him. No, that's 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 the whole problem. He doesn't want you knowing good and evil. See, he says it right here. No, 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 no. See, dear Eve, my dear Eve, God is restricting you. Eve, can't you see God's really just holding you back? I only want to propel you forward. I want to propel you beyond the restrictions that God has placed upon you. Brothers and sisters, this is where Eve actually begins to drift. This is the same lie, different day. Now, do you know why these lies were so appealing to Eve? Because let's face it, we've already established the fact that she's talking to a snake I don't know about you, there's maybe one person in this room that I know personally that would actually have a conversation with a snake and live with a snake. One out of all of you, and I'm being dead serious. One. We're not having conversations with snakes around here. If I find a snake on my eye. I'm lopping off its head. In fact, I have a long arm reach, I have a hoe, and the sole purpose of both tools are to lop heads off snakes. Sorry, Kevin. She's entertaining a snake. Do you know why we have the same problem that Eve had? See, we go to Scripture, this isn't in our opinion, 2 Corinthians 11.14, listen to this. And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Satan is a beautiful liar. Never forget that. Never forget that. We are created through procreation. The angelic beings are created individually by God. And he is the most beautiful of all of the angelic beings that he created. Satan is a beautiful liar. Brothers and sisters, it's those who can only repeat God's word without confirming and affirming God's word that fall for Satan's lie about God's word. So therefore, I think it's safe to say we better know God's Word. And that's the reason why we always have God's Word on the screens for you. And that's the reason why when we preach and teach here at Villa's Grace, we go through books of the Bible verse by verse, line by line, word for word. That way we're not preaching opinion, we're preaching God's Word. The lie that says, this lie that Satan's telling in a beautiful fashion, you will be like God. See, at the end of the day, that's what every sinful man wants. Every sinful man wants to be their own God. Let me give you an example. When sinful man doubts the judgment of God in the midst of tragedy, what sinful man is really doubting is God's ability to make the right decision. We hear stuff like that all the time from people who aren't saved. They'll say, well, how could a loving God allow a hurricane to hit? How could a loving God allow so-and-so to get cancer? I lost my mom in a car accident. How could a loving God take my mom? Well, you know what they're really saying when they speak like that? They're saying, I'm my own judge. And in my judgment, that's the wrong call, God. I would have done it like this. Or I would have done it like that. See, we all want to be our own God. And it isn't until the intervention of the Holy Spirit, because of our faith in Jesus, that we realize this fact and then we repent from trying to be as such. What does it say here? When you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be, what does it say? Like God. Same lie, different day. Our adversary's message hasn't changed. Satan says, God is competitive with you as a rival. See, that's what he wants us to think. We're rivals with God. Same lie, different day. God is narrow-minded and restrictive. Same lie, different day. God's law prohibits personal freedom and personal expression. Same lie, different day. God lies about the consequences of sin, Satan says. Same lie, different day. God hinders the expression of true love same line different day and yet we wonder why sexual orientation fluid gender identification and a slew of other hedonistic practices are at the forefront of society today oh i know why we shouldn't be surprised what does it say eat of it and your eyes will be opened and you will be like god brothers and sisters Verses 6 and 7 is where sin entered man's heart. Though sin entered through one man, we are so fortunate to know that sin will exit via one man. Jesus Christ, the one who conquered the consequences of sin. That's right. The same consequences that our adversary actually denies Jesus conquered when He went to the cross and was resurrected. Those who have a saving faith in Jesus will be resurrected too. Those who have faith in Jesus will receive new resurrected bodies for the rest of eternity because of their faith in His work, because it's nothing that we could do on our own. That's grace, understanding that everything is contingent upon Him and His work. Jesus Christ, the one that we all aspire to be like, because we know that we can't be God. So if we can't be God Himself, we know that we can definitely be like Jesus. That's the reason why God left heaven and took on human form to allow us to know that His message was authentic and true. However, those who are their own God, all because they doubt the Word of God, have been overtaken by the desires of the flesh. They have been taken over by the desires of the eyes they have been overtaken by the pride of life. Again, we get this from Scripture. I'm just going to read this for you. It's 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 and 16. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. Now, Here we have Eve, doubting God, about ready to become her own God. The woman saw that the tree was good. We read that, right? We see this. It was a what? From 1 John, a delight to the eyes. Overtaken by the desires of the eyes. To be desired to make one wise, it says here in our text. Overtaken by the desires of the flesh, and the eyes of both were opened and they knew that they were actually naked. So what did they actually do when they realized that they were naked? They sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loinscloths. Overtaken by the pride of life because that's the reason why they sewed the figs. It was pride. Do you know what this reveals to us? If we know that the reason why they covered up their nakedness because of their pride, there's something that is being revealed to us in the text this morning. Remember what we talked about at the outset? See, because of their pride, they covered themselves up because they now knew shame. If you don't know shame, you'll never know pride. And you only know shame because of your pride. And your pride only gets put out as a front to protect yourselves from feeling shame. I think we all can relate to that now, can we? As Joe comes up, brothers and sisters, one thing that we have to be clear on, upon our birth, we all doubted God. Now, it's either or. Either we doubt God's word or we affirm and confirm the good news of Jesus. It's either or. There's no in between. Again, doubting God's word leads man to ultimate shame. The same shame that led Adam and Eve to cover up once they realized that they had achieved the pride of life. See, God was protecting them just like Bob was trying to seek the shore for protection. Again, doubting God leads man to that, but it all begins with doubt. And that is the same lie, but a different day. Doubt in the garden is the same doubt behind the hedonistic practices today. So we can go ahead and get all up in arms about what we see happening in society with all these social issues that we see happening before us. But before we get too ahead of ourselves, we must realize that this isn't anything new. Nothing new. Because if it were new, then it wouldn't be the same lie different day? Our adversary would have to continually come up with a new lie for different situations. He is as consistent as it gets when it comes to lying. And the reason why he's so consistent is because his lie has not changed a bit. What did he say? Did God actually say, you shall not eat of the tree in the garden? See, because it's those who who doubt God in their own pride that get stripped bare and that's exactly what led to Eve when she bit into the fruit and led to her realizing that her pride took her all the way to shame and the only way we can avoid such shame is to have a saving faith in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and that's precisely why this morning we stated this those who doubt God's word get exposed by their shame. Before we end this morning, I know that there are some of us here who have been encouraged because they're being reminded to trust God's word and not the doubt that creeps in from our adversary. But I also know that there are those of us here this morning who maybe are questioning whether or not you have committed yourself to God, whether or not you have confirmed and affirmed His Word. So all I want to do this morning is as we end, I want us to put our heads down, and then I will end in prayer, but if you are questioning whether or not You have confirmed and affirmed God's word. Just lift your hand. And myself, Pastor Jared, or Pastor Steve will have a private conversation with you about that doubt that you may be experiencing. So at this time, for a moment, I will be in silence and I will end in prayer. Let's just put our heads down. And if you're questioning that doubt, simply just raise your hand. Lord, we know that our adversary is consistent in his lies, but we know that you are consistent in your truth, and we know that your truth triumphs over his lie. With that being said, Lord, I pray that we can continue to be a church to share our faith in you with others. Use us to share the good news of salvation through Jesus Christ. We pray all of these things in His name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, look us up on our website, www.villasgrace.com or drop us a line via email, connect at villasgrace.com.